Hi everybody, welcome to Just Like Other Girls, a podcast where Shandy and I discuss things that matter to us, things that don't, and everything in between. I'm Shandy. And I'm Alicia. As promised from last week, today we're going to be talking about Instagram shops and how we met. Do you want to tell a story or do you want me to? Uh, you can tell the story and then I can tell from my perspective. Okay, yeah, sure. So basically, we met through a secret Santa organized by me in, I think, 17. I was scared of everyone. And then, this was back before we knew we were in the same school also. So, I just picked, put together something I thought you would like. Yeah, I sent it off. I really, really, really hope you would like it. I think there was a butterfly theme something. Also, there was like a butterfly trend going around back then. Yeah, and I always wore this butterfly necklace and I always had butterfly ring. Even now, I think I posted about it a lot and managed to pick that out from just from my Instagram page. That's yeah. what I'm exactly. And I yeah. remember you telling me that on over DMs also. After I received your gift, uh, I posted it on Instagram and then I tagged you to say thank you and then we started DMing each other. Yeah. But what was really funny was that we didn't know we were in the same school until last year? Yeah. Yeah. And it was over something so stupid. It is stupid. So, we both go to SP, and SP toilets are so recognizable. Yeah. So, was it you posted a mirror selfie or I posted a mirror selfie? I posted it. Yeah, you posted a mirror selfie, and I commented, I was like, wait, is this SP Media Arts and Design? And she's like, yeah, how do you know? I was like, I'm there right now. Given how there's only one main building for Media Arts and Design School, we should have seen each other at some point for like a whole year. Think about oh, it. A whole year, yeah. I mean, to be fair, I think since we didn't really know what each other's faces looked like, we just had like a username to go off of. At this time, I hadn't even shown my face on my Instagram yet. Right. So, I don't think we would have known even if we saw each other. But it's still kind of funny if you were to tell anybody, oh yeah, we met because we recognised the toilet each other were in. Yeah. So, that's how we met. But we both started in September. What was your reason for starting? I don't the exact 
reason. I think I came up with one after I made it. But I think I just had a lot of filler clothes that I can't keep in my wardrobe anymore. So I find it a waste to throw them away also. But after that, I came up with the concept of um, Chemistrip, which is my shop's name. It, it was a stupid pun that I came up with. One of my biggest personality traits in what year was it? 2019 was bragging about the fact that I didn't do well in the subject chemistry in secondary school. Wait, yeah. seriously, that's it? Yeah, I walked around telling people, oh, I dropped out of chemistry. Oh my goodness, I thought it was because you were very good at chemistry. That's why it's your entire brand. What? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you right. name something chemistry, people will assume you have an affinity for chemistry. Oh, right. It was, it, it was punny, like chemistry, chemistrift. Yeah, and that's how I started, I guess. It's so uneventful. What? was your shop aesthetic like when you started? What were you driven by? I think my shop in 2019 was a lot of my filler clothes, but it wasn't particularly trendy. I didn't have a style yet in 2019. Yeah, I was only 17 and thinking back, I've only really figured out my style when I was 18, which was last year. I think all I wore was polo tees. I had a whole polo tee uh, phase I just buy every polo tee I see. It doesn't fit my style now. And especially back then, I think I was wearing whatever I saw the more popular girls wore. I saw them wear polo tees, so I wore polo tees. Wait, regular polos or cropped polos? I had all types of polos. If you think I was going to sell my polo tees, no, I was buying all of them, right? And then selling my other nice clothes away just to have more space for these polo tees. Yeah, so I didn't have my style figured out back then. And I remember I the first time I saw your shop, I saw your feet, and I got the feel that you had a streetwear style. What's funny is, when did you see my shop? December 2019? Probably 2019. Because I am very, very certain that until March of 2020, I did not have a feet, nor did I have a style. No, you did. You I had a layout. You oh, had man. this really Tumblr looking. Yeah, I was going for like a cute layout thing. What did not occur to me was that these clothes were, yeah, it looks very street style, but it's because I wanted to be. That being said, I could never pull any of it off. So everything here is stuff that I bought that I knew I could not pull off. Oh. Yeah. So why did you start your shop? It's kind of funny, actually. So you know the YouTuber Best Dressed? Yeah. I was a huge stan of hers in like, 2019, early 2020. Back then, I think I had seen a video of hers that was like, how to find your style and how to wear it. And obviously, I had no style. It's not a joke. But I remember seeing that video and one of her tips was start an Instagram only for fashion stuff. Because if you just use your main account, then your explore page will just be whatever you're looking at before then. And I was like, yeah, she's right. All Because of my... On my main, all my explore page stuff is just memes and text posts and like fandom stuff. So I made this other Instagram account with the username Illogical Extreme. The name Illogical Extreme comes from the phrase, take things to the logical extreme. But I was like, oh, it's like a cute little play on the term, Illogical Extreme, because you know, I made no sense. Oh, wow. Meanwhile, I was just like, oh, I feel chemistry. <laughs> so I am chemistry. When I started, it was just like a fashion page. Mm. And I wasn't even really going to post anything. I was just going to look at my explore page. 
I only followed like popular bloggers from like the US and UK, but my explore page was all Singaporean thrift shops. And I saw all of them, I was like, oh, there's like a scene in Singapore, that's really cool. And I noticed that a lot of the smaller ones were selling their pre-loved clothes. I was like, oh, I have too many clothes that I never wear. Let me just do that real quick. And so I went from having a style page in like a month to having a proper Instagram shop. That's cool. I started in, oh no, I started in August of 2019. It was not until February of 2020 that I figured out, hey, you know what I should do if I want to succeed? Put in effort. <laughs> Honestly, until now, I don't know what I'm doing with my feet. And as a marketing student, I am super disappointed by myself, not gonna lie. And now that I've more experience with like graphic design and um, managing social media, I know very well that I can do so much better than I, what I started out with. But I just really don't have the motivation, I guess, to restart my entire feed. But I guess I'll work on that when I have time. Yeah. Okay, this is a slight digression from what we want to talk about today, but do you think aesthetic matters? And furthermore, how much does it matter to you? I think definitely it's important. I mean, I can tell, and as someone who studied marketing, the feed is important because that represents your brand, right? That's what people see and that's what people buy into. And I know for a fact that the shops with better feeds, better coordinated branding, on their feet, do better, do way better. This is true, yeah. Yeah, so definitely business-wise, it's a smarter move. I want to start a feed that is more coordinated, like whatever clothes that I drop next will all form a full picture and it will make sense to my followers, yeah. if you get what I mean. So if you were to look at our Instagram, which is podcast.jlog. The whole feed, like that slow gradient thing was a concept made by Shandy. Which means I'm capable of doing it if I want to. Yeah, so it's just disappointing that I'm not doing it, I guess. I'm disappointed in myself, not going to lie. Do you think that chemistry changed your style anyway, or changed how you look at style? Oh, definitely. Let me tell you this. Like I mentioned before, I only wore polo tees, which at that time was, I guess, a trend amongst XMMs. Yeah, and I really loved my ripped short shorts, oh, which what my grandmother would call hot pants. <laughs> and lastly, the final touch, the final touch, listen up, a fanny pack. Okay, yeah, That right. was me in 2019, no style at all. And after I joined the thrifting community and I looked at other people, <laughs> I realized there's more than polo tees. Yeah, and that's when I started to be more into fashion as well. Okay, mm. how about you? What were you like when you first started? Wait, 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 no, but what's your style now? Describe your oh, style now. My style now. I would say I do have a style though. Okay, what do you think about my style now? I feel like you are very drawn to like brighter colors, not like neons, but like nice bright colors. I think I see you in like very white bouquet things. Like you're wearing a bedazzled shirt today. Sometimes I see you around school in like a tank top over a t-shirt, which by the way, I think you look adorable in. Thank you. Yeah, just very, very summery 2000s vibes. Right. Yeah. 
Well, at first, I, I had a phase also when I described my style as rice cooking, but right now, I don't really know either. What about you? Um, what do you think your style is compared to back then when you first started? Okay, when I think of my style back then, I think of oversized shirts over shorts. Essentially, I love the look of, is she wearing pants? Who can tell? Same. Also, I hated wearing shoes, so it was slippers all the time. That was a very defining part of my style at some point. Literally, I would walk out of the house in this black, oversized, long sleeve shirt and sports shorts and slippers, and I thought I was turning a look. I remember the first day of poly, I was like, okay, now I'm gonna do, I'm gonna change my look overnight. I don't know how I expected to do it, I did not really have style, but I had a pair of ripped skinny jeans and a dream. So, <laughs> I pulled up to the first day of poly in ripped skinny jeans, a, a flannel, and a tank top. And I thought I was the shit. <laughs> so 2014 Tumblr. Shut up. <laughs> I'm in pain just thinking about it. You know what's funny? On the first day of school, the night before, I also planned my outfit super, super hard. Yeah. I thought about it for a whole week. I went shopping just to end up buying the nastiest looking fit. Okay? The only coordinated part was that everything was made. Okay, mm-hmm. get me out a purple crop top. Next, <laughs> I wore this pair of jeans. You, you know, the ripped jeans usually they have the white uh, stringy tears in, uh, in the yeah. jeans. It was just a hole, it didn't have the uh, stringy tear thing. And the hole was from the my lower thigh to like near my knee. So, and it was on both legs. Oh no, so you can't even say it's like grungy and unintentional, it's very intentional It's looking. very intentional, and the reason why I bought those pair of jeans is because I think I saw Kendall Jenner wore it. It was a trend back then, that's why I wore it. With the purple crop top, okay, and, and the clips. And the finishing touch, ladies and gentlemen, great new balance dad shoes. Oh jeez. I think, yeah, so clearly our styles have changed like a lot. How would you describe my style now? I think I've seen a lot of looks from you though. That but is I true. can't exactly pinpoint. Every time you come to my house, you, you are wearing a whole different concept. I definitely have a lot of styles. I wouldn't say I have a set style now. But also I think one interesting thing is my wardrobe is very divided in between like four spectrums, right? You've got, okay, like four poles. So there's lazy and made an effort and masculine and feminine. Usually when I tell people about this, they're like, oh, just get something to accommodate like every part of you, but Is it nothing possible? would. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's the thing, okay? People think that I put effort into dressing up for school every day. Mm-hmm. I always wear full outfits in school. And no, I don't exactly put in much effort. I just pick up what I see in my wardrobe. As long as they coordinate, I just wear it out. Yeah, but I do enjoy looking my best in school, especially last year. Every single day, I've been wearing a full coordinated outfit to school. Sick. Yeah, there was not once where I was dressed down. And even when I wore t-shirt and shorts, it was like intentional to look that way. Mm, yeah. But I don't think about my outfit the night before every single day. I just work with what I have. It comes across that 
everything you wear is very intentional. I have a lot of styles, which is not a good or bad thing by itself. But when I'm dressing up for school, even if I want to style something, everything I have is just a bit too different to really fit together. Which is why I always just seem to end up sticking with basics and oh. like neutral colours. Because I realise all my colourful pieces are nice, but they don't work with so many things. And that's something I'm working to rectify. So uh, to move on, what do you find yourself selling on your page now? And what are you drawn to to sell? For me, I always sell pieces that I would wear. I don't really have a specific aesthetic, right? So like my latest drop, it was really dark. I wore some of the pieces before, but I don't think necessarily when people look at me, they would be like, oh, this represents her style, if you get what I mean. So it's always unpredictable on what I'm going to sell, but I assure you that every single piece that I'm trying to sell, I liked it. Yeah, about the same for me. Like, my shop is a mix of stuff I owned and stuff I bought for the shop. But when I buy something for the shop, I'm not going to pick up something that doesn't interest me at all. So everything I have on my page is something I would wear or that I already have worn. Yeah, that's the thing. When we don't sell a certain item, we have to keep them. And if we don't get profit, we don't earn back the money that we put out. So if it's something that you don't wear at all, it's going to be a waste of money and it's going to be a waste of that piece of clothing. Yeah. Okay, so now let's go back to our shops. Alicia, where do you see your shop going in the future? Well, honestly, I don't really know. I don't have like a real direction with my shop. I don't think my shop like a story that ends at some point. I think just probably more dresses. <laughs> I have so many dresses to clear. But also, I think I started a project at the end of last year where I showed how many pieces I had like in my personal wardrobe and I'd like to do an update at some point on how much of them has changed because I stated that I had seven styles. I don't think that's true anymore. But firstly, I probably have both more and less than seven styles in that everything I wear could probably fit into more than seven styles but because there are so many things, I wouldn't call any of them one particular style. So for my shop, I can see it just going in the same direction, me selling clothes. But for how I as a person interact with the shop, I can see myself making an effort to make a couple more of these like overviews or like fun little lookbook things. You? Even now, even during my holidays, I'm, I'm juggling with so many projects right now. And I honestly don't know how my shop is going to go. I would love to reward more but I would say that that also depends on my time management as well. It's really difficult to say something about the future because you literally don't know what might happen. True. Yeah, but for now, I think I'll keep a theme going with my drops. Yeah, but I am seriously considering restarting my feed or improving it for the most part. So I think I'll work on that. Actually, yeah, now that you bring up feeds again, I don't know about change mine. I don't think I can considering it would take a lot of time and also probably more editing than I'm capable of right now. But with what I have right now, I might start doing more flat lays. Like I think flat lays are important because I am on the larger side of this Instagram community and I can't wear everything I bring in because also now you can't try on clothes and thrift shops. So I might just interspose them in somewhere. Oh, okay. Actually, I want to ask your opinion. I actually posted it on chemistry 
story before, asking whether I should model clothes that I can't fit. You voted no, I remember. And I, I wanted to hear like, what's right. your opinion on that. I think when there's a huge disparity between you and the size of the clothes, sometimes I would rather you do a flat lay if it means that you get a more accurate depiction because you can see measurements. But at least for me, I'm thinking very utilitarian. But I don't see a point in having to pin the clothes when you model them because then whoever's actually going to wear it can't see how it's going to look on a person who's their size. Yeah, I understand from your perspective. Yeah. Where I come from is I felt that I could simulate how it would look like on a body. Instead, when you flat lay it, you can't really see how the the shape or the cutting of the piece is. That's true, that's true. But I do understand that sometimes it could cause even more inaccuracy. Yeah. For me, what I do, I don't pin the clothes. I just um, wear a belt. Because sometimes even if I put in the caption, that this piece is this size, sometimes people don't read it and yeah. people would misunderstand. Yeah, I definitely get that. Like, I think clothes being flatly and being on an actual human body makes a world of difference. Ideally, you'd have someone who is the exact size wearing it so you know who the target audience is, stuff like that. But if that's not possible, like, I like flat lays because of the reason I stated, but definitely see on a body, thinking about it, yeah, that's also super important. I just think there are many ways of doing things, many approach. But hearing from you definitely opens up my perception. You know what would be fun? What? If we did a style swap, or just us styling each other before oh. um, our actual podcast, and we film that, and have it on as a special episode. Huh, yeah, because the two of us, we met via something star related. We are talking about something star related. That would be kind of fun, actually. Yeah, and it's yeah. something that we enjoy. Yeah. And I really can't wait oh. <laughs> to style you. Oh no. I like to go to a random big mall with my yeah. friends. Yeah, and I just pick out stuff for them for them to try on. I like to do that and then post post it on my Instagram. I think that's super fun. That's such a specific hobby. <laughs> I have something similar, but. What I do is, I take pictures of things like, you should buy this. Do you have any advice for you? And then I just wait for their reply. I'm like, okay. Yeah, but for me, it's more of carousel. Interestingly, when I'm on carousel, I'm not thinking like, you know what I think it is? I think it's because I'm always filtering exactly according to what I would spend on. So like my size, my price range. So if I'm looking at something, chances are I'm also filtering by the name of the item. So it's probably something I already want. But if I'm just in a retail store and anything can catch my eye, I'm like, hey, that would look great on someone I know. Not me, someone I know. But also, I find that when I'm in like a brick and mortar store, I almost never buy things for myself. Yeah, same. Especially after I joined um, the tripping company, I really don't shop anymore. Interesting. In, in physical stores. Mm. And also, I don't really shop from fast fashion brands anymore. I don't shop from fast fashion. If I do, it's secondhand of carousel. Yeah, same. I do it a lot secondhand. I think when I started like my sustainability journey or whatever, I, s- I was under the impression that everything I had to do had to be as ethically sourced as possible. But with my budget, the amount of time I have, not possible. I've kind of settled on the fact that if I buy it, it won't be brand new. It will be from someone who already isn't going to wear it. Or it will be in a thrift shop. 
that's where all my clothes come from now. All my clothes are secondhand. I kind of love it, honestly. Thrifted, thrifted. These sunglasses are also thrifted. Nice. Okay. Right. They were like eight dollars. Check myself. <laughs> wow. Oh, okay. Only yes. YouTube gets to see this part. Right. Yeah. So my entire face is thrifted as well. Yeah. I mean, that's most of my outfits. I think so. Yeah. I think when I started being in like the thrift community, it amazed me that so many people could say, "Oh yeah, this amount of my wardrobe is thrifted." But now that I've been in it for a while, I get it. It's not because you're making the effort. It's just because I think. Once you start only shopping from one place, as your style changes, you only get things from these places. As those old pieces phase out, eventually, like eighty percent, a hundred percent of your wardrobe is thrifted. It's not intentional; it's just a byproduct of your morals. The thing also is that Instagram shops are so accessible. True. Oh, but the I guess one side effect would be because it's so accessible, it like encourage overconsumption. Well, I guess we can cover that in that future episode that we promised. Okay, what's interesting is you said that you shop less now. I think I shop more now, but I'm more conscious of what I buy. So, this is really continuing the thread that we've established that I am the nerd of this dynamic. But I have an Excel spreadsheet on my phone for every piece of clothing that I own and every piece of clothing that I want to buy. Girl, you're so systematic. I'm not systematic. I'm so chaotically messy, genuinely, that I have to make myself input systems because otherwise I will have no control over my life at any point <laughs> but in the spreadsheet I think I have like 10 items that I want to buy right now and even then I still can't I can't follow it okay one last thing that I want to ask before I wrap up what do you think you are drawn to now specific items are there any specific items you are drawn to recently I know that this trend has been going on for a while but I have never got gotten myself a mesh top. Huh. I think the whole trend started when there's this angel gilded and sky cream. I know what you're talking about. The the blue one with the clouds. Yeah, that FBL yeah. influencer had. Yeah. That one. It started off uh, as that. And I didn't really like the cream, which is probably why I didn't uh, get it. And then after that, it, it just started progressing and showing up at more brands, but I have not yet found one that I really like. That's why I haven't got one yet, but I really want one. Yeah, I think that. <laughs> and yeah, pretty much other than the mesh top, I'm not lacking anything or looking for anything currently. Yeah. Well, I love that mindset, honestly, because no matter how many clothes I have, I still have this horrible little, like, I call it my literal bird brain, where everything I have, I look at it, and I'm like, okay, but you know what would be cool? Having more. You know how birds look at shiny things and they pick them up? That's me with everything. Recently, I've been really liking vests and sleeveless tops, clearly. But also, very recently, I've gotten into the midi skirt. What I found, though, is that if, I just look at a piece and I tell myself, okay, what will I not like about this? It's a lot easier for me to convince myself not to buy it. Because I think in the past, I was like, oh, I could wear this here, I could wear this there. You know how you make up scenarios in your head to where you yeah. wear something? Yeah. I can't do that. It, it enables me far too much. Uh, so, I think that's it. Do you have anything else? No. Nope. Yeah, and neither do I. We got sidetracked a lot this time around. But we'll be editing it all out anyway, so I think it's fine. Yeah, I guess that's the end of our discussion for today. Yeah. 
hope you've learned more about us, I guess. Thank you for listening to us, whether it be from Spotify or YouTube, and we hope to see you in the next episode. Bye! Bye.